Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, establishing the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Colossians 2, 6-7. Good afternoon and welcome back to Chapel Shorts. This is your host, Mr. Admire. Our episode began with Xavier from second grade reciting our theme verse for us today, and he did an excellent job of that, and I was happy to have him do that on the episode today. Well, it's been a few weeks since we've been together. I had a a small family emergency. Everybody's fine, uh, but my recording time was taken up, and then we had the standardized testing, so uh, it's been a little while since we've had chapel shorts. Even today was unique in chapel. We had one of our seminary students at our church preach a message for us today. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be more of a summary episode of where we've been over a couple weeks. And I do want to keep it brief, so I'll just hit some some highlights. Well, thinking back a few weeks ago to chapel, it's been, been a couple weeks now, uh, we were talking about marriage and singleness and how that should apply to our students where they are. Well, I really wanted to answer this question in chapel. We'd finished talking about the weightiness of marriage and the significance of marriage. So I wanted us to ask, who then should pursue marriage? If marriage is so weighty, and even scripture warns us that when someone is married, they're going to have divided interest, should anyone pursue marriage? Uh, Should everyone avoid it? And the answer to that, the scriptural answer to that is no. Actually, most people ought to pursue marriage. And I did address the answer to that question differently for the upper schoolers than I did with the grammar schoolers. But what you see in in Scripture is that for most people, the vast majority of people, God has made them in such a way that they are going to have desires that ought to be pursued in marriage. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 2 says, But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman her own husband. And then he says later in verse 6 and 7, Now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were as I myself am. And he's speaking there of his status as single or unmarried. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. So there's him him admitting not everyone has the ability to remain single as he does. And then he says this in verse 8, To the unmarried and widows I say it is good for them to remain single as I am, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. And you actually see something similar in Jesus' response to the disciples when they ask, If such is the case with a man and his wife, it's better not to marry. And Jesus doesn't tell them they're, they're wrong. He just says not many will be able to receive it. And his response is tied to this area of, of desire. And so, yes, I did address this differently with grammar students than upper school students. But the, the sum of it is this, is most people ought to pursue marriage because eventually they will desire to be married. And that's not a wrong thing. That's not a sinful thing. The question is, are you pursuing those desires in a way that understands marriage is where they are to be fulfilled? And are you setting up your life so that you're aiming to fulfill those desires within marriage? Because any time we take what belongs to marriage and pull that out of, of the context of marriage and try to, uh, to pursue those desires as unmarried people, that's when we are living outside of God's boundaries. And that's when, whenever we are living in sin and there's going to be great destruction and devastation when we do those things. And so that's that was the main message to the upper school students a few weeks ago. And then for the grammar students, uh, what I emphasized with them is that they need to live where they are called for the purposes of God's glory. I mentioned this in the upper school as well, but uh, again, the, the lessons were somewhat different. This was the emphasis for the grammar students. 
uh, really verse 17 of 1 Corinthians 7, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. And, and this is an application in the midst of addressing unmarried single people and married people where Paul says wherever it is that the Lord has called you serve him there and that's what I, I encourage our grammar students that if you're a, a kindergartner serve the Lord as a kindergartner because you won't be able to serve him as a kindergartner in a few weeks and so that's what I wanted our students to really hold on to is whatever it is the Lord has called us to we are to be faithful to him right there now for this week in chapel we had the unique opportunity to have one of our seminary students come in and teach the message as i mentioned earlier his name is trevor bond and he's a student at the expositors seminary the expositors seminary is a seminary that's uniquely tied to local churches where every campus for the seminary is housed at a local church and so we are one of those campuses for the seminary and we have a group of young men training for pastoral ministry within our church. And so Pastor Richard, Mr. Jones, myself agreed this this would be a great opportunity to allow them to serve and, and put into place what they're learning uh, in a way that would serve the church and also in a way that we might serve them. So uh, it, was, it was a really neat experience to be able to have one of our seminary students preach this morning. And he taught on 1 John chapter 2, verses 28 down through chapter 3, verse 3. And, and Trevor did a great job of presenting what it means to abide in Christ and why we should have confidence at the coming of Christ and how the love of God is the grounding for our assurance in knowing that, that we are children of God. And so the big application point for them today was just to recognize that through faith in Christ, believers are, are children of God. And as children of God, knowing the love of God, we can then live for God. And that's what it means to abide with Christ. And he did an excellent job uh, thinking through different areas of application where that might be true for our students, whether it be at home or at school, um, what it means to, to really abide in Christ, which is living in obedience. So that's been chapel for the last couple of weeks. I know it's been a few weeks since we've had a chapel shorts episode, and I apologize for that. Uh, but we are we are blazing towards the end of this school year. We only have a few weeks left. Two more normal chapels in school, and then we have our end of the year chapel the next week. And so uh, it's wild uh, that this year is already wrapping up. I'm sure you guys are feeling the same way. Uh, but thank you for engaging with uh, these podcasts, and, and I hope they are helpful for you. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week on Chapel Shorts.